0: what's going on everybody welcome to episode 87 of the around the crease podcast this week we're going across the pond with english knights lacrosse director scott waddell and we're starting now what's going on everybody welcome back to the around the crease podcast Wanted to do a few little house cleaning items before we get into this week's episode because we are so very close to the 2020 high school lacrosse season. In fact, if you're in Texas, I think your scrimmages and uh, have already started and maybe some teams have actually already started playing. So if you're listening to this on Sunday, February 9th when this is getting released, we are about seven days from the 2020 Lax Records high school lacrosse previews. I am very excited about this year's previews because I have gone more in-depth than I ever have before. So as usual, you can expect to see um, returning scoring leaders, which will actually be out starting Monday, February 10th. We're going to go through the face-off returners, some save returners, and stuff like that, as usual that we do. But then um, we're also going to be going through next week, we'll be going through state-by-state, region-by-region. So I'll release the five regions, starting with the southeast and the west next week, and then we'll kind of go on from the uh, Midwest, Mid-Atlantic, and Northeast to wrap up. So what you can kind of expect is some of the the big storylines from each region that I've been able to find and coaches and players and parents have let me know about. Um, So you'll get some of that, some in-depth with some of the teams that have uh, responded to my 2020 season preview email I sent out Oh, I lost count. I know I said I have 3,000 coach emails um, in my database, and I know I sent out emails to all those guys and then sent a number of uh, a couple hundred out to ones that um, I knew I needed to get for the preview. So I spent a lot of time on the email, which uh, explains a lot as to why there hasn't been a podcast as of late. Just been really busy with other items um, and figured I need to get those stuff out and just did not have the time to get the podcast out as normal. So I apologize for that, but I hope you guys will think that the time off was well worth it. So what you can start to expect is some of that um, coming up in the next few weeks or next week. And then what I'm really excited about and what I'm going to try this year, because um, I know a lot of you guys are probably newer to me and laxrecords.com. and may not be as familiar with my my history with lacrosse. But you know, back when I started in 2009 2010, when I was with ESPN, we did what we called the the Fab 50. Um, it was actually born from um, Student Sports, the company that ESPN purchased in 2008 that eventually became the ESPN High School Network, but we did you know, 50 teams um, of team rankings. Um, I'm not going to do all that just because at that point in time, that was my full-time job. That was what I did. You know, I did uh, region rankings and I did a Fab 50. It was a very daunting task. I'd spend 14 hours a day uh, looking up teams and scores and stuff like that, so I'm not going to go that far. But I felt like continuing what Lax Records does, doing a region top 10, kind of made sense. Last year was actually the first year I had never done any kind of team ranking because for years prior, even when I wasn't at um, ESPN, I was doing stuff for US Lacrosse. I was doing stuff for 3D Rising. So like I was well-versed in keeping track of all the teams and players and stuff like that. Um, but last year, I gave up all the freelance stuff and decided to focus totally on Lax Records and I didn't do rankings. I just didn't do it. It wasn't something I was uh, really felt like I had the time. And I felt like with, uh, at the time, top slack recruits inside lacrosse and U.S. lacrosse, like there was enough. But I don't think top lacs recruits was doing their top 20 last year. And, you know, I just kind of feel like it, it's always good to have a third. You know, odd numbers are good. You know, it's just one of those things you can have have uh, the the differing voice. And I think the way I kind of have it set up, I have a number of coaches throughout each region that are going to overlook Um, the top 10s before they are released and then I'll have a top 25 once all the region uh, rankings are released each week so yeah this week um, or starting next week we'll be doing region top 10 so we'll start with the southeast um, and I'm hoping to do something a little bit different um, in that I'll have justification as for why I chose which teams where so you know I know that's always kind of one of the black holes when it comes to high school lacrosse rankings is people really question. And I know, you know, even giving my justification is not going to um, be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I get it. Um, there's always going to be disagreement. This stuff is always subjective. You know, it, it's not an exact science. So, along with all that, I figured it was worth giving it a shot. So, we're going to see how it goes this season. So, and, you know, expect that uh, starting next week. Again, with the Southeast will be the, the first region that kind of comes out. And you guys will it'll be, each region will be spread out over the course of two days. And I hope you like it. I hope you guys come on on for the trip. Um, and before, one final thing, before we get into this week's interview, again with Scott Waddell from English Knights Lacrosse, you know, I want to let you guys know that, you know, I never really do too much promoting of this, but Lax Records is actually a nonprofit entity. It's Lax Records, Inc., uh, not-for-profit, 501c3. And to be perfectly honest, like this site cannot run without support from, from you guys. Listening to the podcast, doing all the things you guys do to kind of get the word out, you know, retweets. Um, if you can, leave this podcast a review. Um, and you're uh, usually in iTunes, Spotify, wherever you guys listen to podcasts, you know, leaving a review. Um, I am told it really helps out. Uh, you know, follow us on Instagram and Lax Records and Facebook, and it's all at Lax Records. I tried to keep it as simple as possible. I have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Lax Records thinking about doing something really fun with that this year as well but you know also uh, consider donating i have several different options you can do it one at a time or there's several tiers um, depending on the tier you choose Uh, if you do the ten dollar tier once we hit ten donors on that we're actually going to be sending out uh, a t-shirt to everybody once a quarter an exclusive t-shirt so if you're into that sort of thing and you like the work that i do here on laxrecords.com think about throwing us a few bucks it really does help out uh to use the played out metaphor It helps keep the lights on. But, you know, in this case, it keeps servers running. It keeps things going. So, again, hope you guys really enjoy this week's podcast. I had a lot of fun recording it. And on to this week's show with Scott Waddell from English Knights Lacrosse. All right. I'm here with uh, Scott Waddell. He's the director and founder of English Knights Lacrosse over in England. And we're talking today because I guess we kind of – just happenstance, you know. One of your one of your guys, Daniel Jones, he's uh, at IMG Academy now, but he just recently yeah. committed to to High Point, and he had mm-hmm. mentioned you uh, in the commit story that I wrote, and we kind of got connected. And I thought it was a really interesting story from what Daniel had mentioned in his uh, kind of quote. Um, so, welcome to the podcast today, Coach. Thank you for, so much for being on.
1: Well, thanks so much for having me. Anyway, it's uh, it's great to have some exposure for for English lacrosse and uh, also the uh, English Knights lacrosse program.
0: Yeah. So, uh, for to get started, kind of talk a little bit about like what is your what is your background in lacrosse? Like how did you how did you find the sport?
1: So, uh we've been playing in England for over 100 years uh domestically. So, um you know, clubs have always been around in this area that I live in Manchester. Uh historically that's where it is. It's pretty much Manchester, Sheffield and also a little bit in London. Mm-hmm. Um so I've been around the game since I was 11 years old. I uh, started to, to play myself then and played all the way through the ranks. And uh, got an injury later on, decided to start coaching. Um, also, my son started playing, so it, it keeps you involved in the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just just moved through really every level from, from youth level uh, right the way up to England under-19s and uh, England Academy, uh, it's senior England teams. I've done... Um, you know, like uh, Cheshire, which is uh, you know it's an area team uh, within within the country, mm-hmm. um, and I saw a bit of a a gap there for our players of great competition while I was involved with England and 19s, as as far as we knew we had great athletes, and it was just. Uh, you know, really trying to inspire and develop them more than just being them involved with uh, an England-based team, especially under-19s because the World Games only comes around, in, you know, every four years. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to try and get those guys more competition. Um, we wanted to try and concentrate on the elite athletes we've got in this country. Uh, so, we, you know, we started out the first year with a small 15, 15-man squad that we took to the States. We had one LSM, you know, that did absolutely everything. <laughs> Um, And then it just grew from there and it's it's grown into a brand in the country. We use a similar model to, you know, all travel teams within the States. You know, Mm -hmm. I got inspired by that um, when they first started hitting in the States. Uh, I did camps in in America as well. You know, I've been out there and done camps. And I thought it was a good idea to maybe rather than just taking my son and maybe a friend of his to a camp in the States and, you know, take a whole team Mm -hmm. and get everyone the benefit. And that's how really it started um and you know it just developed now and we're in our 11th year uh you know we take 23 kids the best kids we can get uh over to the states every two years and we train for two years before that so you know hopefully that'll uh develop their skills um over that time
0: yeah i mean when you when you say it like that i was when we give the nutshell it, it sounds easy it's like oh yeah just kind of <laughs> but i'm sure you know there's a lot a lot more to it What what was it like there when is. you were kind of starting up like what was the reaction like when you were like hey i want to develop this program that's going to go play in the in the states. Uh, you know, every couple of years. Like, what were people? What was...
1: Well, we we have other things. You know, we have um, uh, such as Stockport Metros, which is a younger based team, which has been going on for. Probably 30, 30 years, and they go to uh, Anne Arundel County in Maryland mm-hmm. and they have an exchange program. It's more about friendships, you know, uh-huh. where they could, you know, our guys go and stay with them one year and then they'll come over here the next year and they have a run of games. Uh-huh. Um, but I wanted to do it more of, a, of an elite level, more on the travel teams as far as recruitment to uh, US colleges um, and just to get them better to competition. So, you know, there was nothing else like that. So, the, you know, I saw at that time that it was, uh, you know, kids were crying out for for something mm-hmm. like that you know and uh, every, you know it's every kid's dream to play one in the states against u.s competition and two you know it's every lacrosse player's dream here to play within the ncaa or mm-hmm. high school or anything in the states you know it really inspires them and you see that when we take them out there
0: yeah as a, as a what i guess um probably should kind of step back a little bit and like let people know, like, what is the kind of landscape? Because obviously, we we talked a little bit uh, prior to recording, as far as mm-hmm. you know, we're used to kind of the the you know kids play youth, and then generally in the high school, and then some kids go on to play into college, and you know, very few of them go on to play on pros. So like, and I guess we're you know, even though I guess here it's even a small sport, like you know, it's not nowhere near like you know, obviously we're recording this on the Super Bowl day. Nothing yeah. like that. Nothing like football no. or anything like that here. But what's it like there? Like, what's what's the it's, general trend, you know, transition like for kids there?
1: It's a very niche sport. Obviously, we're battling with things like soccer and rugby, which are high profile sports <laughs> here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and lacrosse is totally different than a lot of our other sports. You know, we do have basketball. We do have ice hockey. But, you know, usually when those kids play those sports, they stick to those sports. Mm. Um, and our sports, are, you know, like soccer, are very different. They've got small niches that are light lacrosse. Um, and when kids get exposed to it, here, they usually love it, but it's getting them that exposure. And uh, the way that we do it is we run under 12s, under 14s, under 16s and under 19s uh, as what's called a club level, which mm-hmm. is they're always connected to cricket clubs. Um, so they'll use the field in the, in the summer and we'll use it in the winter. Um And as I say, they've been around, you know, a lot of these clubs have been around for over 100 years. Um, So, you know, it's well formulated, but it's... uh it's all down to volunteers, really. It's all mm-hmm. down to coaches that are volunteer, you know, no one's making any big bucks from this, you know, as Knights as, yeah. as is, is a non-profit organisation. We usually do fundraising. We usually do all that stuff to to get the kids out to the States. But uh, in club ball, it's all down to ex-players that want to be coaches mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, and try and inspire them through the higher level. So you have the... Under 12s, under 14s, under 16s, under 19s, and then you also have adult teams, which can, you know the people ranging from playing on those teams can bring anything from 16 up to you know 40s or whenever these people think that the body can <laughs> can put up with it. And you know you, you run an adult team as far as uh, what's called the first team, so that'll be the best team in the club, and then you'll also run an A, a B, and a C team, which can be made up of again 16 year olds to. Uh, mm to 40 odd rolls, and and the other interesting thing is that we we only run 13 to 15 man squads because we we run all those teams within the club yeah so mainly all our middies are two-way middies you know we've never had that much specialized midfielders you know we'll have a a specialized face-off guy we'll have the lsm and everything else but most of our middies all play two ways
0: okay so um i'm kind of trying to I think i've had a best way to ask the question but you know i'm trying to think like when i was growing up as a kid like i was attracted to sports like you know i grew up in north carolina so it was mostly basketball yeah. football baseball like the sports because they were on tv you know they were mm-hmm. like my high schools my middle schools like they all they were they were the big sports like how are kids kind of finding um lacrosse i know it's a little bit different nowadays i don't want to date myself but streaming is now a bigger thing so you can you know find stuff oh, on the huge. internet a lot yeah. easier than you could when i was a kid but you know Again, you generally that you're still seeking it out, or you still discover it in some way. Like you know, you're probably not just stumbling upon a lacrosse video on YouTube you uh-huh. know, randomly. So like, how are kids kind of finding the clubs out? The really
1: hard to get out to schools to find players because obviously the club only survives on um, you know recruitment of players coming in. So it's uh, you know it's usually. Uh, a son of an ex-player, and mm. then five of his friends will come down, and then it'll get bigger that way. And you know, clubs will—it's—it's it's hard work because it never stops for those for those people within yeah. the clubs. We used to have what's called an LDO program, so um, you know, Americans after college used to come out to the UK. Uh, they used to be given a club affiliation, so they used to play for the club. Mm. They were housed by them. They were given a car and a phone, and all that was done by the uh, the governing body. Uh, but because of the changes in laws recently um, over, I think it was about five years ago, it changed where, you know, obviously they were saying, well, why can't English people do this? You know, and, and, and they weren't giving the visas out for it. And everyone that I know that started before me and and, you know, when I started playing was started the game via an LDO coming into your school, mm-hmm. showing you lacrosse, teaching you, coaching you. And that's how everyone got inspired to do it because everyone was interested because it was an American guy that was that was in your school yeah, and got inspired to do it, you know. And it, I suppose it'd be the same if an English guy came over and taught you soccer in the US. Yeah. You know, you'd get inspired to want to do that. And uh, that's the way people started the sport, but that doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately. You know, like Jeff Trambroni, he was an LDO over here. Yep um you know a, a lot of people over the years you know uh, from the US game that are still in the game uh, have have been over here
0: yeah i mean it's great to to, it's always great to hear the stories of guys kind of you know and i mean it's not really too dissimilar here in uh in in the states like i know i talked to a lot of coaches like i was talking to a coach the other day like he's uh coaches in in, in illinois but he stretches mm-hmm. his roots back to, to Long Island, and I was talking to yeah. a coach at, in in Tennessee years ago, and he was like, "Yeah, pretty much everybody in the cross can stretch their their roots back to Baltimore, Long Island, yeah. in, su- in some in yeah. some way. Like it go, it it all. It's a kind of few ways it, of
1: separation. Yeah. yeah,
0: kind of sweet. Yeah, it's like that. Uh, the uh, Kevin Bacon rule? <laughs> like, Kevin you know, Bacon six degrees rule, yeah. of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> like people could, yeah. people could stretch it back to a certain area. So it's always well, that's great. the way
1: the game was there, wasn't it? You know, it was uh, it was Long Island, it was Philly, it was upstate New York, it was Maryland. And, and, you know, and now you look at rosters and, you know, every roster's got a kid from North Carolina every roster's got a kid from Florida, Texas and California, you know. And that's really what uh, with Knights Lacrosse is that, you know, we saw that Canada Edge did the same thing as we wanted to do is to build up some sort of respect and and trust from American coaches to say, you know, these guys are good. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think they stretch that from when they, you know, when your kids go to university and they practice every day. That's when they really, you know, make that golf that you see on the world stage right now. Yeah. You know, our athletes are, you know, just as good up to up to 17. I, I think, you know, it's really when they go and get a high level of coaching, yeah. uh, get to practice every day, getting there. Getting the strength and conditioning room—that's where it really makes the difference—and that's why we wanted to try and make that happen for a lot of our kids.
0: Yeah. So, what was it like trying to get those first couple of years, like to come to come east? Like, what what, what was the? And do, you, do you still remember what the first tournament you guys played in back here?
1: Yeah, we usually did uh, Gettysburg uh, because it was, um, and we did a camp, uh, an instructional camp at Colgate. That was the first tour, mm-hmm. um, All American Lacrosse Camp, which I knew the guys from from syracuse and they invited me to come over and coach and i took my son over and then we took the team over so we took him for four days of instructional and then we went down to gettysburg uh, and played in a tournament there which was you know it was tough for our kids because we were playing a high level of competition yeah um but every time we went we got better you know the coaching staff learned more um the kids really knew what to expect uh, and by the time we were on the third tour in 2015 we did gettysburg uh, tournament again and then we also went to the Bison Brawl at get, at, uh, at Bucknell, and we won. We won that tournament. We were the first English team to ever win uh, an American tournament, and that was, you know, we beat Webster Thomas, which are good friends of ours from upstate New York, and then we beat Corning, that we were I think state champions that year, in the final in in that game. So, you know, that was something that um, we always shot for, uh, but it took a few years to do, and. Uh, you know, it's just experience of going over there, and knowing what to expect, what mm-hmm. to coach our kids, what's important, uh, and the, you know, obviously we play international rules where you play NCAA at a lot of the or high school rules at mm-hmm. a lot of the tournaments. So we spend you know a lot of time uh, before we go, you know, the two years leading up to it, teaching them the rules, teaching them you know um, the you know the the technique really um of everything that you need to play u.s lacrosse
0: yeah is that is that a tough transition for the guys like whenever they're no they love it yeah
1: they love it you know a lot of them come back after the tournaments i always remember being in the airport and a lot of them say you know i don't want to really go back to playing (laughs) english lacrosse again i want to play this style you know and and that it really does inspire you see you see a lot of them stay in the game a lot longer because obviously you know you do get as in any sport, you know, once to get to that 17, 18 sort of age group, then, you know, some players go away from the game.
0: Yeah. Which yeah. is a
1: shame. And that's what we're trying to do is inspire them to play longer, to play at a higher level. You know, a lot of our guys have gone on to play for 19s, uh, England under-20s and England senior team, which is, you know, which is absolutely amazing. And we've got, you know, we've had kids out in the States and we've got four out there at the moment. So, uh, you know, we keep trying to do that to, to not only lift... Um Our level of play, but also, you know, give them a real uh, life experience of traveling to another country and a different culture. And uh, you know what everyone and everyone says, you know we we speak the same language, the mm. Americans and the English, but it's it's a different culture. and um, you know, both sides of the pond, and our kids love it. You know, there's nothing they want more than to go out and play in the States against great competition.
0: Yeah. What do you feel like the biggest thing the kids get out of um, that? Because you said it's every every two years you guys come back, right? So it's not even like a yearly right. thing. It's not like every summer or anything like
1: that. Yeah, just the cost is, is is impossible to do every year. Um, so we set out to do it every two years, which makes it easier. It gives mm-hmm. us time to to train the lads and, uh, and spend some time with them uh and also for us to do some fundraising to get out there
0: yeah so what's it um like for what do you think the biggest thing the kids get out of out of the trips because how long do you how long is the trip first
1: well it's usually about 10 days two weeks it really depends on the uh on the you know we try and get two or three tournaments in now if we can uh but that's really down to the tournaments if we can get them spaced quite close together so we can just get a bus to another tournament and it Mm -hmm. makes it easier logistically um, but I think, you know, as as Daniel said uh, on his uh, interview was that it, it kind of makes them believe that they can hang and they can play at that level. Uh, it gives them that belief. And, it, you know, your guys inspire us. You know, if, uh, if we take uh, Jonesy, as I call him, as a as a model, you know, he did his own dietary requirements. He trained mm-hmm. every day, he went out and shot every day, he did the hard work. Yeah. And that was all through inspiration of wanting to come to the States and play. Uh, I think you always have to have a carrot in a sport, whether it's someone that's inspired you or something that's inspired you. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's gotta you know, it's I, I think it's one of those things probably like you the kids in the program like they see a kid like Daniel, and I know he's not your first, but like, you know, one of the guys mm-hmm. like Daniel that goes on and does it and it kinda I guess it makes probably feel more real for the guys, like, oh, you know, it's not an impossible Definitely. dream. It's you know yeah. someone I know has You done know, it. it's
1: three thousand miles away and you you can see it's tangible that's you know someone's on your club team or the same club team as you and they've done it you know they've been out there and it, it is possible it's not just a it's not a pipe dream it's uh it's something that can be made into reality if they if they want that you know and that's what we you know we can't spend every weekend with them because you know they have other priorities in the uk as as far as playing for the club or playing mm-hmm. for england or or other things so it's, it's quite hectic in that style but what we try and do them is you know we, we try and do strength and conditioning with them but Give them things that they can do at home themselves or they can do in a weight room or, you know, techniques of shooting, shot selections, footwork for D, uh, you know, go and spend, do your reps if you're a face-off guy. You know, we try and give them those things so they can do that in their own time. And if they want to take it to that next level, you know, the world's your oyster. You know, in this game, everyone says it's a small game, but, you know, you can really make a good life and make – lifelong friends that you can, you know, you can spend a lot of time with all over the world. You know, usually lacrosse players are quite like-minded like that anyway. So that's, that's an inspirational thing. And, um, you know, what I always say to him when we go on tour to the States is that a lot of the times in, you know, five, 10 years times, you'll remember, yeah, there's a goal or you did a great play or we beat this team or we got beat by that team, Mm -hmm. but it's the things that happen off the field. And also um, you know, while you're all together in that situation that you'll remember. Yeah. Uh, and that's usually the case, you know. I'm friends with these guys that we took on tour first time, you know, many years ago. And uh, I'm still friends with them now. So that that's the great thing that I get out of it.
0: Yeah. It's got to be a great bonding experience. I mean, obviously, any, anybody who's ever played, you know, organized sports at all, kind of, you remember, you, you remember those guys that you were um... – in the trenches with and playing, you know, especially in like tight games and stuff like that, or you know, just kind of hanging out on the bus, kind of having a good time, kind of things. It's like, it's like-
1: exactly, and it's those times that you really remember, isn't it? The jokes you make on the bus, or something that happened, or you know, and it's that other part of uh, of lacrosse that's uh, that's fantastic for this for this program, really. And you know, we have had some amazing success, and it really has turned into a brand now. Uh, and, you know, kids are always asking, you know, when the next tour is, what's the next opportunity?
0: Yeah. You know, we're going
1: to Ireland for the under-19s World Games because it's close this year. And we're taking an under-16s and an under-19s team this time. Uh, we usually only take a, you know, a semi-under-18s team, really, um, to the tournaments. Um but we're doing an under-16s team this time, which it should be interesting as well. We're playing in the festival during the under-19s world game. So we'll be able to support a lot of our guys that are playing for the under-19s at the same time.
0: Yeah. Um, and quickly, I mentioned, like Daniel, he's not the first kid that you guys have had that's gone on to play in college. Like, Who's some other players that people may have, uh, have recognized that may not have known they came from your program?
1: Uh, Alex Russell at uh, LIU Post at the moment. He played for me at University of Nottingham and on nights. Uh, He's at LIU Post. He spent uh, last year there. I think he was in the top four scorers or points, um, and he's captain this year. Uh, We've got Marius Robinson at Mars Hill, uh, Tim Collins at Mount Olive, and obviously Dan Jones at IMG. Uh, We've had other players like Scott Dagnan Leach at uh, Howard Community College. He was an All-American there. Uh, Again, he was a captain and you know we've had players at OCC um you know we've had really good success and I think we're just trying to build up that there's some trust there you know Mm my my thought was that going back to rosters and having kids from all over the states and and Canada is eventually as the you know as lacrosse gets bigger over there it has been and more programs are taking up then you're going to exhaust those recruitment sites and uh, you're going to need to look somewhere else and we're just trying to We're just trying to do that, and we're trying to do that in baby steps, so people get to trust us. We've got a lot of contacts over there. You know, two of my coaches. One of the coaches is that guy who played at Georgetown. was an Under Armour All-American. His mother's, you know, he's half English. His mother's English. He played for England in the 19s. Uh, And Jack uh, Waszniak. He's uh, he played at Providence and Stony Brook. Um, You know. We've, we've had quite a few players out there, to be honest with you, over the time. Uh, you know, they've always had great success. A lot of them end up as captains, which is a, a, proud, th- a proud thing for me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but, you know, that's not for everyone as well. You know, not everyone can get out to the States, uh, you know, whether it's. Uh, academics or it's money or, or anything else you know it's a, it's not always a great fit and you know we've had a lot of players that haven't got to the states that have you know been really very successful uh, for England and England 19s and under 20s as so. say
0: yeah yeah that's great so um you, another thing I would like to touch on is that you mentioned you guys do a lot of, a lot of fundraising like if people want to find more about the program or you know maybe help you guys out like where can mm-hmm. they find you guys kind of online
1: uh, we're on instagram um so english nights lacrosse on instagram we're on twitter we're on facebook um, uh we uh we also have a blog that was updated for all the tours so if anyone wants to go on there uh, it's uh, english Knights lacrosse at blogspot.co.uk um so they can read what happened on that on the past tours and, and see pictures and stuff off that if they're interested in it uh we also had a um, I don't know if you'd have seen it on, on a few blogs. We had a, a bus fire, so the last team mm-hmm. that we had, we went down to London to uh, to play, and we had a bus fire on that, and we lost all the equipment and everything. So uh, there is a GoFundMe page as well that's on the Instagram and the Facebook and everything if anyone's ever interested in, in, in you know putting $10 in there for us. Okay, be, yeah, uh, I can't imagine it that had great. to have been. Um,
0: was that were you guys on the bus or was this something that happened like it, I don't know. it happened
1: while we were yeah so it's it, you know it, it started while we were on the bus but we got off the bus safely and then it, it you know it went worse afterwards but all the kids were safe
0: oh, so that's, that's the important thing yeah. that that's Wow, that's kind of a crazy. But
1: story. you know, you know what equipment is to uh, <laughs> lacrosse equipment. Is yeah, it, so. but you we say, got them
0: all that back. So you say it can fun. be replaced, but obviously anybody who knows like lacrosse equipment, it's not cheap. So <laughs> it's not no. <laughs>
1: and when you get something comfortable and you like it's, uh, it's one of those things that you try and keep hold of until it's falling apart. Don't you
0: yeah, I, I grew up playing baseball, and I remember I can You know, I was that kid that uh, you know I'd oil my glove every night and I would break <laughs> in the pockets. <laughs> like it, like by the time <laughs> it's perfect. And it's like, last thing you want, thing just about falling apart. And you're, I was, you know, all but using, like using duct tape to keep it together. And it's like, you get <laughs> yeah. your favorite. It's like, you know, I'm going to keep this thing. Like, I don't, you know, whatever I got to do. Oh, to yeah. Sure. You have to keep
1: it. Yeah. yeah. I've got broken heads still. I've got all sorts of stuff. But it's usually when you just get it perfect that it breaks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably a correlation there. Like, yeah, it's broken in and broken is probably, probably a yeah. good term Yeah. <laughs> Well, Coach, yeah, you know, totally uh, right. can't think enough, and um, I'm going to have links to all the things you mentioned um, for Thank everybody that wants much. to be interested in, you know, kind of helping you guys out with the GoFundMe or just general fundraising. Um, when's the next time you guys are coming coming east?
1: So we're going to try and do another tour next year. Uh, we wanted to do a tour last year, but of a lot of our guys, they started the European under 20. Uh, games last year uh, a lot of our guys were playing on that team um so we decided not to do it to stretch them too much so we're gonna try and do another tour next year okay. uh, we've got the tour the, you know the team pretty much set from uh the team that we're taking to Ireland this year so uh that should be all all quite easy as you said before it? you know it seems easy but it's uh you know it's difficult sometimes but it's well worth it yeah. it's well worth it
0: yeah, I mean, well, I think you guys are you guys are doing a great job. Obviously, it's one of those things like you know, just the the logistics of kind of organizing that. I mean, I think we probably take for granted a little bit here because you know it's so fairly well organized, and you know, like the tournament's going every year, and you can kind of you know you can throw it a dartboard and see like there's plenty of pro, you know, programs that are go, and you can see them at oh, different at different events year to year and month to month, especially over the summer because it's so condensed, but. You know, yeah, we love
1: we love coming over. Um, so uh, you know, I really appreciate you you having a son. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that help us. You know, as parents and parents, and you know, always bought into to the program and helps us a lot. You know, I'd like to say thank you to them, uh, and also to Warrior and UK Lacrosse and the other the other people that help us uh, along the way and have always been with us. So. Uh, You know, really appreciate you having us on and uh, getting some exposure to English lacrosse for you guys. So, you know, anyone that's ever interested in coming over and playing us, that's absolutely fine. You know, we always play uh, U.S. teams when they come over, you know, uh, just get my email address and uh, I'll, I'll pass that along to you. Anyone's always welcome to come out here and play.
0: Yeah, it seems like a good opportunity for for some kids to to go to go uh, your way and and play and you know exactly get experience experience a different culture too. So you, like you said, it's like, <laughs> it's not always all about the lacrosse. Sometimes it's just, you know it's fun to kind of get out of the country and see see what the differences are.
1: Exactly, exactly, yeah. and always you know lots of friendships. You can always have friendships for for life. Then you always got a place to stay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, coach. Well, thank you so much for being on again. I'll have links to to everywhere they can find you online. So I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Really enjoyed it. Thank you very much.